With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Richard Sherman Podcast presented by FanDuel. It's NFL playoff time and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. Jump into the action at any time near the game with live betting. And FanDuel is now live in Ohio. So use promo code RS and download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable free bet. That expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Volume. Welcome back to the Richard Sherman Podcast. Mitchell, wild card weekend. It was wild. It was. It was super wild. It's super wild card weekend now, Rich. We got a game Monday night as well, but it all started with the Sherman Bowl, right? We saw a, a great game, great first half, Rich. Uh, something that not a whole lot of people saw coming. Seattle looked like they had a fighting shot, a shot going into the halftime, and then, oh boy, water kind of found its level. Rich, talk to me about the Niners and the Seattle Seahawks game? Um, it was crazy. It was crazy. Geno Smith and Brock Purdy battled it out. Um, the Seahawks, it looked like a division game in the first half. It looked like you expected it to look. Big plays by both sides. Geno finding his mark. I was talking about Niner fans. You know, there was some concern about what had happened in the Raiders game, and people called me crazy. They were like, oh, it was just because not every team has Devontae Adams. Well, I'm gonna let you know something. Just about every team left in these playoffs has somebody. There's some. There's a guy. They didn't just get here on accident. When you get to Philly, there's all day, always open. AJ Brown. You get to Tampa, there's Mike Evans. You get to Dallas, there's CD Lamb. You know, if Minnesota would have made it, you got Justin Jefferson, but they're at home right now. The Giants, I don't really have a guy. The guy they paid, Kenny Galladay, isn't a guy. Um. But it, it was crazy. It was good for Geno. K-9, your boy K-9 showed up. Big touchdown in the first half. Uh, kind of quieted down late. But you just, it's just overwhelming because you got Debo. You got Tyshawn. He's going he, to make your day long. And then Brandon Ayuk could have had an incredible touchdown. Could have had two if he would have kept running on the post. You know, there was a couple brain farts there that, that I'm sure Kyle was on him about. Bruce had him a sack, almost had him two. Uh, Gino, Gino is going to get his money, Mitchell. Gino is going to get his money. I think he's getting $30 million plus, and I think Seattle's going to have a hard time not giving it to him. Uh, if they don't give it to him, we'll see. The NFL playoffs are here. If your team's in, it's going to be fun. But what if you could actually be at the game? That'd be fun. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to your favorite NFL team, check out Game Time, the fastest-growing app in the U.S. If your team is out of it, no sweat. They have tickets to NCAA, NHL, NBA games, 
even concerts and comedy shows too. So if you're in San Francisco, you want to see the Niners, download the Game Time app, create an account, and redeem the code SHERMAN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, enter the code SHERMAN, that's S-H-E-R-M-A-N, for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download the Game Time app. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. That's the bigger quote. Before we talk more about the Niners, because obviously they're still alive, and I think you you called it crazy game. But one of the craziest things is something you said: Brock Purdy against Geno Smith. I mean, who in the world would have saw this coming at the start of the year, especially with all the quarterback competition going on in Niner Land? And Brock Purdy goes goes and does his thing, and then we've seen this revelation really with Geno Smith this year. Pro Bowler, breaking Seahawk records. Obviously got off to a really, really hot start and the midway point of the season kind of tapered off, but still you saw it there with him. He, he gave them a fighter's chance with the team that a lot of people counted out at the beginning of the year. And, and now Seattle is in this position. You know, I've seen that they have uh, obviously a plethora of draft picks, are in a really good position with their, uh, their cap space situation. But the, the one looming question is that Geno Smith quarterback question. If you are John Schneider, how are you approaching this offseason? you got to keep your eyes and ears open um, for potential deals. And Gino has to keep his eyes and ears open. Because what if, what if a crazy scenario happened, Mitchell? And the Seattle Seahawks called the Baltimore Ravens, Mitchell. They called the Baltimore Ravens. And they said, hey, we wouldn't pay Gino top quarterback money, which they may, and everything will be great. But we probably would for Lamar. And Lamar in Seattle and Gino in Baltimore? Hmm. Hmm. Be interessante. But they're going to have to pay him. They're going to have to pay him, Mitchell. And, and, and free agency is before the draft, so they'll have time. And if they would have had the number two pick, then we could be talking about, hey, Gino, you don't have leverage. They could, they could, they could take a quarterback at two, so you better take the deal we give you. But at five, with other quarterback needy teams in front of them, it's going to be tough. Brock Purdy played an outstanding game. You know, people are talking about his bad plays, which he did have some. He had some, some off-target passes, some incompletions, some almost interceptions. But at the end of the day, it's a results-driven league. He, had, he was 18 for 30 for 330. Three touchdowns. He ran one in. He commanded the offense. He won the game. So I don't care about the criticism. I, I, a rookie quarterback doing this. It doesn't matter if he was a top five pick. A top five pick doing this would be like, wow, that's incredible. But a rookie quarterback doing this that was a seventh round pick, give him all the credit in the world. Um, Charles Amenahu, he had a great game. Two sacks, sack force fumble that really changed the game. I mean, those rookie tackles from Seattle, you knew eventually it was going to have to, they, they were going to have a tough day. They still had a really outstanding season. I would see both of them making the all-rookie team. Uh, they had a really good season. They were strong. They deserve all the credit in the world. They'll be better in year two, but uh, that defensive line is overwhelming. Well, Richard, we talked about it all year. The Niners are, are healthy at the right time. Debo's healthy. They got CMC, you know, churning on all cylinders. This team certainly looks like they might potentially be the team to beat in the NFC. Richard, I want to flip over to the AFC, though. We saw probably one of the most wild postseason games. I know it's a historic comeback, third largest comeback in NFL Ooh. history in terms of playoffs, down in Jacksonville. 
Bigger story here is the Chargers. I mean, this team, I don't know how this happens. We've seen it time and time again. The Indianapolis Colts blowing a 33-point lead. The Atlanta Falcons blowing a 28-3 lead. Like, how in the world are these coaches making these decisions to me that are just blowing games? I mean, I know I know you're going up against Trevor Lawrence and and he's doing his thing in the second half. You know, but how do you get yourself in a situation up 27 to nothing and all of a sudden you're treading water and losing that game down the stretch? Well, first off, Doug Peterson is a really good coach and he came up with a great plan in the second half how to attack the the Chargers coverage uh, in the first half. They did not have a good plan Trevor Lawrence four interceptions uh, in the first half, three to Asante Samuel Jr. Uh, was having a phenomenal game, and they made adjustments. And the Chargers did not. The Chargers did not make adjustments. They did not adjust to what the Jacksonville Jaguars were doing in the second half. They did not adjust to that. They did not adjust offensively, and they didn't score enough points. I mean, they had three points after the half, and you got to give credit to Jacksonville's defense. They, they, they put their foot down. They said no more. Gave their offense a chance to come back. Game winning field goal at the end. I mean, I still question why why he has a job right now. You know, I mean, all all year long. I mean, but I guess he got him to the playoffs, so that's something. But uh, this was a catastrophic collapse uh, by the LA Chargers, and there there has to be some kind of retribution. There has to be somebody that pays for this, and if there's not, then you're going to look forward to another season of underwhelming performances underwhelming play by the quarterback and people questioning what he would do if Sean Payton was maybe the, co- the coach and how much success he would have with with a brilliant offensive mind, maybe a new offensive coordinator. I don't know, but something has to change. You're right, Rich. I mean, this is a team right now, theoretically, how we've seen in the past in the NFL history, I guess, over the last decade, that's in that championship window. They got a, a young quarterback on a, his rookie contract still. And Justin Herbert, you know, they got a plethora of weapons on on the outside. You know, they got a great running back in Austin Eckler. They got some studs on defense. And and here they are, you know, like you said, Rich, I mean, you called it out at the beginning of the year. You said this was a team that was going to surprise the most, the Chargers. And they kind of did surprise the most. They were incredibly underwhelming. You know, (laughs) I mean, I just, I don't get it. They become the first team in NFL history. To lose a game with a, a plus five turnover differential, which and, they were given every opportunity, and, and, and they and just then gave you it away. Hear, you still hear people talking about, man, the defense lost this game. Like, shut up. Shut the hell up. Like, the defense didn't lose this game. The offense lost this game. They gave them five turnovers. Five. <laughs> they gave you the, five extra possessions, and you could not make it shake. You could not blow this team out. You could not pull away. So in the second half, when, hey, they, they find a hole in the defense. We need you to carry your weight. You score three points. Like, no, no. This is on the offense. This is, this is on the coaches. They got to figure that out. When, you, when a team gives you five extra possessions, they deserve to win that game. Well, Richard, to me, the second half of that game is Trevor Lawrence's true coming off party to this league. You know, and now he looks like he's arrived and the Jags might be a force to be reckoned with in the future. Because they're a team, again, that's in that same situation as the Chargers. A quarterback, young quarterback on his rookie contract, you know, with some solid options offensively and defensively. Maybe the Jags are just stealing the thunder what the Chargers could have been. Rich, let's stay in the F- a- AFC. We talked about it going into this game at Buffalo uh, against the injury-hampered uh, the Miami Dolphins on their third-string quarterback. 
And you said the only way this this game was going to be remotely close to a game was if we saw issues with Josh Allen and Josh Allen and turnovers. And we saw that. I mean, they were trying to gift wrap this game to Miami. And, and Miami did not have the star power at quarterback to get it done. But how concerning is this game for Buffalo, 34 to 31 at home? Yeah, I mean, it, it, they 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 should have lost this game if if Jalen Waddle would have would have brought his hands to the game. Sure. Um, they probably would have walked away with a win. You know, there were multiple drops. Now, some of those passes were well contested passes, but that's why they're going to pay you the big bucks. Like, you got to make those plays. Big game, game on the line. You got to have it. You know, you're down to your third quarterback. Have to have him. Help him out. Make those catches. Um, Tyreek didn't have the game he needed to have for him, but they still were in it at the end. And I think this is on Mike McDaniel. Unfortunately, that's my guy. But what were, what was going on at the end? Like, like every almost every time down the stretch, there was a there was a a, a play clock violation. There, <laughs> delay a game, delay a game, delay a game. Like that's on the play caller. You got a rookie. You got a third string quarterback out there. Make it simple. Don't don't have three plays in one and can this and you don't have. They were they were subbing with fourteen seconds left on a play clock. What are we doing? You can't change personnel. That's on you. You cannot do it. You can't do it with, with no time on the clock. You're putting your players in a no-win situation, and there's nothing they can do. They can't even just say, hey, we're going to run this play. No, we got to wait for the coach to give us the play. And I hate that. As a defensive player, I really hate it. That shit used to drive me crazy because people are like, why is the defense set? Well, because the D coordinator is trying to wait for the personnel and wait for the offense to come out of the huddle and then give us the play. It's like, no, give us the play and let us play. Like, stop waiting for these dudes. Like. And, and that's where you can't be perfect in this league. You're not going to call the perfect play. You're not going to have time to think about this and think about this scenario. Call the play and let the players execute. You didn't even give your team a chance to go out there and execute. It's fourth and one. Game on the line. You get a delay of game because you're trying to call the perfect play. Like, what are we doing? NFL wildcard weekend is here. And the easiest way to get into the playoffs is with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. New customers, join today to get started with a $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up with promo code RS. FanDuel is all your favorite bets, from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at bigger payouts with the same game parlay. This Monday night, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Dallas Cowboys. We're taking Tampa Bay with the points and doing a same game parlay. Tom Brady over one and a half passing touchdowns and Mike Evans is an anytime touchdown score. FanDuel is also now live in Ohio. So make sure you get in on the action also with great offers just for you now and throughout January. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, with promo code RS. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 and up in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable free bet. That expires 14 days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? 
And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening well even after that rich i mean even if they didn't get a delay a game they're running shotgun you know they're they're running the the ball out of shotgun i mean to me you got jeff wilson he's good in short yardage give him the ball or or qb sneak like we've been seeing teams doing all these days mitchell everybody's doing that qb sneak with the tight end push yeah like it's it's unstoppable they should they should put a rule in to stop that but until they do that's the play you run because you can't stop it. That's too much power going one way and not enough going the other way. You got you know the snap count. You're going to have a little extra momentum. You're going to catch the defense off. Like one yard, they could have got that. And for the Buffalo Bills, it's really concerning because they didn't really play a great game. And early on in this game, they were, they were really – the Miami Dolphins were giving the game away. They were running zero coverage. That's idiotic. That defensive coordinator, I still think he needs to be fired. I hate, I hate coordinators who live and die by cover zero because all you do is put all the pressure on the players, none of the pressure on you. Because uh, when you get in the meeting room, you're like, hey, what happened on this play? It's like, hey, zero coverage, somebody's supposed to get home. You're supposed to stand fat, flat-footed at 10 yards and break on anything. You're not supposed to be able to throw a bomb into zero coverage. And when you do, that is on the defensive coordinator. Bad call. Bad call. Bad call, you lazy, lazy SOB. Like, I hate it. I hate it as a corner, and thank goodness uh, Xavier was able to still have a good game because they got out of zero in the second half. They started running fire zones, cover three. They ran a little bit of quarters. They were, they were running different coverages in the second half to give their guys a chance to just cover and not sit there in zero and one mistake, and it's over. And Miami's defense recovered. They made some huge plays, but it was, all, it was always going to be a tough task. But Buffalo has to, they have to find answers because, my goodness, I mean, Cincinnati is down three offensive line. They're down three starters, so that's going to be tough. But they'll give you a much better fight than that. I mean, Joe Burrow, you give him that kind of game, you give him that kind of leeway and those kind of chances, he'll send you home. Well, Josh Allen now has 22 turnovers and 16 interceptions on the season, most in the NFL. Um, this This is becoming the story of Josh Allen this season. And like you just broke down, Rich, the Dolphins, and frankly, Rich, that analysis is why you should be a D coordinator. I mean, you should go strap it up one of these games, you know? Right. I think you might have been able to coach this team to a victory. Rich, we had another, this was a game, NFC North. You know what I think of the Minnesota Vikings frauds uh, playing against the Giants. And in the words of Dennis Green, the Minnesota Vikings are who we thought they were, Rich. The New York Giants come away with a pretty, pretty solid, commanding, you know, obvious win in this one, 31 to 24. Your thoughts? 
Well, Mitchell, I, my thoughts are how did they get to 13 and four? I mean, we talked about the one score wins throughout the year. They were they were living on the edge of a knife the entire season. I mean, they won them. They could easily not been a playoff team at all. And nobody would have added an eyelash at it. They they were a 13 and four team that wasn't a 13 and four team. And the, the New York Giants exposed that. They, you know, Saquon Barkley had a really good game. He was running the ball well. You talk about uh, coming out games. I mean, this was definitely a coming out game for for uh, Daniel Jones. He 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 played really well. He played really well. Um, he threw the ball well. You know, they keep calling him Danny Dunks because he he's dinking and dunking at the ball down the field. But give him credit where credit's due. He threw for three hundred, two touchdowns. He ran the ball seventeen times for for seventeen seventy eight yards. Saquon did what he needed to do uh, in the past game. Had some good receptions. Uh, Kirk Cousins. Played a solid game, but it's going to continue the narrative of him not winning big games and not winning when it counts. And Justin Jefferson was was really limited. Was not expecting him to be limited like that. And TJ Hawkinson, your boy from your no. Detroit Lions, had him a die. <laughs> <laughs> he had him a game, Mitchell. Um, but the Giants are doing this with no number one receiver, no true one. Isaiah Hodges has eight catches for 105. They're out there with him, Richie James. Um, and then they got Slayton, who's had, who had a really nice game. They're going to be hard to de- beat because Wink, with the, de- the defense coordinator, Wink, Wink, he's making, he's making it hard on offenses. He made it hard on Kurt, uh, made him walk the ball down the field, brought very intricate pressures. We're going to see. We're going to see because they're playing Philly. And the game they played at the end of the year, Mitchell, that gives the Giants confidence. That's what's going to be crazy. Is that the, I don't think the Philadelphia Eagles wanted to see the Giants again because that game at the end of the year gave the Giants confidence. They lost that game, but they won. They won mentally because they showed with third-string players, second-third stringers, we can compete with you guys. We lost by six. We're going to bring everything we got, and we're going to see if you can handle it. Well, I think you're right, Rich. I mean, you talked about Daniel Jones, and I certainly did not see this coming. This guy is becoming a true threat. I mean, he's efficient passing the ball through the air, but I think the bigger picture here is his ground game. I mean, he's opening this offense up. He's Anytime there's issues with the play, he's able to get out of it. He's a big physical runner, you know, kind of in the mold of a little bit of poor man's Josh Allen, if you will. But then you got Saquon Barkley doing Saquon Barkley things again. And, and if this continues... When you got a quarterback, a mobile quarterback that's able to get out of the pocket and and get plays that are otherwise broken, like Daniel Jones has been doing, and then giving the ball to Saquon Barkley, that's a dynamic one-two punch. And just imagine for a second, Richard, if that $19 million a year or whatever it is that's going to Kenny Galladay, we're going to an actual legitimate number one wideout. You know, I mean, that's the biggest fault in this team right now is that they committed their money to somebody that, frankly, doesn't deserve it at the moment. but Anything is possible with this team, Rich. This is a great matchup for them going forward. It is. It is. This is this is the best matchup they could ask for. They got the Minnesota Vikings, who were frauds. We knew it. Now they got the Philadelphia Eagles, a division opponent who they really feel confident they can beat. So that's that's what, that's the best you can ask for. And, and Minnesota, I mean, Philadelphia is coming off a bye. That's the most. That's the hardest thing to come off of when a team is you're fighting against a scrappy, really hungry team. You're coming off the bye. You got to kind of ease into the game, get yourself going, you know, find your playoff energy. Now, if the Philadelphia Eagles play up to their standard, they should win the game. But anything can happen in this divisional, and uh, I'm looking forward to that game. I think it's going to be really cool. But 
the Bengals, man. The Bengals, the Bengals, the Bengals. Baltimore fought their butts off. It's, a, it's a, again, a division game. They played three times. They had just played. So you knew it was going to be a tough game. Boy, they could have used Lamar Jackson. Oh, my God. Could they have used Lamar Jackson? J.K. Dobbins said, hey, we'd have won this game if we had Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Guess what you were going to have done to have Lamar Jackson? You could have paid him his money. But now, this offseason, you're going to see, we're going to see what, what Baltimore really wants to do. Because if they franchise tag to man, you shouldn't expect to see him till September. You know, I mean, I mean, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't expect to see him till September. He may be gone till November, like that one song, Mitchell. <laughs> I think you're. I mean, the dude, you're spot on. I mean, this this falls. This loss falls on management. You know, I mean, if they restructure Lamar's deal, and I know he's been dealing with the knee issues or whatnot, but you can never be too careful with that, especially with the the running style quarterback like he is. But still, like you said, if he's playing this game. This is a game they win and probably win easily. I mean, Tyler Huntley did his best, you know, but that fumble at the goal line, Richard, I mean, no bigger play this weekend than that game, that one that flipped the game completely. And you talked about it earlier, that play being the play that teams use in short yardage situations. That's just frankly not how you do it. I mean, if he just keeps the ball by his chest and let his tight end and running back and offensive tackle do the work, He's in that end zone by a good two to three yards, but he tried to push the ball over the over the top, and ultimately the rest is history. But Richard, before we get to Cincinnati, what happens long term with Lamar? I mean, you emphasize potentially getting traded. Do you think a trade is realistic with a quarterback in his prime like Lamar Jackson is? I mean, it's not realistic, but right now in this day and age, crazier things have happened. So I can't put it past anybody right now that he couldn't, couldn't be traded. But if I'm Lamar, and I'm not, but if I was, and I'm coming off a knee injury, then I'm rehabbing. I'm taking my time. I'm making sure you can't trade me because you're going to do what's best for the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm going to do what's best for Lamar Jackson. So all these fans are mad, and you're like, oh, but if they cut Lamar Jackson and because in the middle of his contract, or they cut a player with two years left on his deal because that's what's best for the franchise. Fans are like, hmm, we can understand that. But when it's, when it's the player's turn to do what's best for his business, which was not play, I, I, I was really saddened. I love Mike Vick, but I was really saddened by what he said because he's like, you just put a knee brace on and play. It's like, a knee brace on and play for who? Like, if he had gotten his money, then maybe. You, you got your money, you got your deal. Hey, you got generational wealth that you worked your whole life for? Cool, risk it if that's up to you. But if you haven't got your second deal, and you're, on, you're, you're coming into that offseason where you will get it? No. No, you don't. You don't strap it up and play. You do exactly what you did. You take care of yourself. Take care of your body. Make sure you're healthy going into next season. And make sure you get the chance at the best contract you can, just like the team would. The team would do what's best for them. You do what's best for you, Lamar Jackson. And take your time on this rehab. Make sure that knee is proper. You know, if they franchise tag you, you take your goddamn time. Do not, do not make yourself trade bait. Do not even... It, it, we're not even available for the trade. Like, I'm, I'm not even passing a physical right now, so let me go ahead and get this knee right. And you're going to get your money. They franchise tag you, you'll get, I don't know what it is right now, 40-something million, 40 and some change. Cool. I'll sign in in September, a week before the first game. That's when I'll be in the building. If you want me in any sooner, you know the terms. 
And sorry for you, you guys making it this hard. You made it this hard. You could have done it before this, this season. We'd have calm and peace going into next season. Now you're setting yourself up for turmoil. I can understand fans being frustrated. I can understand management being frustrated with him not playing. But just look at RG3. I mean, there was a guy that was a star on the rise in this league and just tried to just put a brace on and, and give a go at it. And then look at him. You know, he's a... He's not even remotely close to what he was capable of the rest of his career because of one decision to step up, man up in one game. And, and the business of Lamar Jackson is bigger than one game. And, and frankly, you got to be selfish in those situations. So, you know, looking from the business side, because this is a business, Lamar is doing the best things for him, which he's got to do in a contract year. So, Richard, let's talk a little bit more about Cincy because there was a game that was played. Cincy didn't quite play the game I think either of us expected him to. I got Cincy. I love Cincy in the long run here. I love Joe Burrow, but this was kind of an underwhelming game for them. They really bailed out by their defense late. Uh, how concerned are you about Cincy going forward? I'm really concerned because of their offense line. They're so banged up. They're down three starters now. They lost another in that game. Uh, I'm really concerned. I'm, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know because I don't know how well that offensive line can hold up. And that will have a drastic um, impact on what Joe Burrow is able to do. And if Joe Burrow doesn't have the time to get the ball to Jamar Chase, to T. Higgins, to, to Boyd, then it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what we're talking about. And so that's a big question mark. You know, if they had, their, if they had a fully healthy offensive line, I'd, again, say they're to the Super Bowl. I think they walked through Buffalo. I think they've already walked through Kansas City multiple times, and I think they'd, they'd happily walk through them again. But with their offensive line banged up, I think it's going to be very difficult to, to get out of Kansas City with a win. You know, I mean, Chris Jones not playing any of that. He's not playing that. He walking, he, he, he walking that walk, talking that talk, and he's going to be there. And so I – I don't know, man. I, I, I have to see how their offensive line holds up in this next game. Um, but if they can't hold up, they, they, they will not be in that Super Bowl. But, you know, Burroughs has been a miracle man. He was a miracle man last year. He was able to do it. So we'll see. He took, he took a beating. I want to say he got sacked nine times in a playoff game last year and, and took his team to the Super Bowl. So I'm, I cannot put it past him again. Right, when you got Joe Burrow on your team, anything is possible. Richard, we got another big game tonight. I know we've already given our breakdown going into this game, but just a quick prediction on tonight's game. Uh, Mitchell, it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict because it's hard to predict which Dallas Cowboys will show up, and it's hard to predict which Tampa Bay Buccaneers team will show up. But I will say this. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have their starting secondary healthy and together for the first time since week four. Ryan Jensen, their Pro Bowl center, just got activated off of IR. Mitchell, they're about as healthy as they've been this entire year. I don't know, Mitchell. And Dallas is coming off a really bad loss to the Washington Commanders. It, it, it's in Tampa. It's a long flight. It's late. I don't know, Mitchell. Tom Brady, you know, things of that nature. You know, you start to say things like that. Who's the left corner for the Dallas Cowboys? They better lean that safety. Because if Mike Evans is over there and Thomas Brady, my goodness, Mitchell, it could go bad. Ah, I'm excited to watch this one, Rich. Well, I'll let you sign us off for today as we do our uh, Super Wild Card Weekend recap. We'll see you guys a handful of times this week. Sounds good. Appreciate you guys. We'll see you next time. We're the special guest. Thank you for joining us. Hit that sub button if you're new. You know these playoffs are going to be live, and we're going to try to keep the energy up. Love it. See you next time. 
the volume. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.